So a number of events already beginning to unfold in London today. King Charles, King Charles III, uh, arriving in London this morning and greeting um, well-wishers outside of Buckingham Palace, and the crowds are huge. Um, it is his first full day of duties as king, and it's expected that we'll begin with a meeting with Prime Minister Liz Truss. She was just sworn in by the Queen uh, on Tuesday, so it's a bit of a whirlwind for her as well. She was speaking yesterday about having a new monarch as she assumes her new job. Today, the crown passes as it has done for more than a thousand years, to our new monarch, our new head of state, His Majesty, King Charles III. With the King's family, we mourn the loss of his mother. And as we mourn, we must come together as a people to support him. And um, all kinds of things, as I said, it's scripted. There's nothing left to chance with how the next few days are going to play out. It's been planned for years. Uh, for more on the transition to the reign of King Charles III, we're going to chat now with John Ferris, who is a history professor at the University of Calgary. Dr. Ferris, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Glad to be here, Sam. Very strict protocol. Uh, this is all guided by plans that have been laid out for a very, very long time. We know Prince Charles is back in London. He's already king. That happens immediately. But, but what's next? What happens over today, tomorrow, and the coming days? Well, so oh, he's going to be anointed king. So he became king in formal ceremony, literally at the second his mother died. But he will go through a public ceremony tomorrow. He will make a number of public statements and conditions, uh, conditions on which a, a monarch is appointed. For example, that he will be a Catholic. This might seem odd from our point of view. Um, and then there will be a long period of about 10 days until her funeral occurs, which will be early the week after next. In terms of this address tonight, it's taking place about an hour and a half. I say tonight, uh, it's taking place at 6 p.m. in uh, the U.K. Obviously, it'll be the morning here. Um, This is seen as historic, his first address to the world as king. What are you expecting to hear in that address? He's actually going to talk mostly about his mother and mostly about... um, his hopes generally for where Britain is going to go. I mean, Charles is a man of strong opinions politically on lots of different issues. And one of the interesting things that will happen over the course of his reign will be to see how public he continues to go on a number of things. But the first statement is going to be one that's intended to say one monarch is dead, another has succeeded them, the country is in good hands and should move forward in a good direction. So just uh, maintaining stability, steady hand, everything's yes. fine, there's no unrest here, and we're moving forward as we always do. Yes. And I think from Charles' point of view, and it's important to bear in mind, Charles is in his mid-70s. Yes. He man who could have been doing the duties on our for 20 years of them. Um... So he's now finally taking authority, but in many ways he could have done quite a long time ago. But he's also I mean, Elizabeth is the monarch of the past few centuries who actually had the biggest impact on any element of British policy, and to some degree have attempted to create the Commonwealth and make it work. 
So Charles may be inspired by her to try to do more than most British monarchs have managed to do for the past two centuries. And I'm sure in the coming days, uh, as we watch all of this unfold, there will be all kinds of people watching very closely to see if there's any hints as to how Prince Charles is planning to conduct himself as monarch. Will there be a change? Will there be a a new direction for the royals? Uh, I mean, every slightest detail will be scrutinized. Absolutely. Um, For what I mean, when it comes down to it, the House of Windsor is the most famous family in the world. They even beat the Kardashians. There's so much attention paid to them that this particular matter of Elizabeth's death is going to dramatically. There are some hints we know of of what Charles is likely to do. Charles, it seems very clear, is going to disassociate himself and his children, the rest of the royal family, He's going to, in a sense, slim down mm-hmm. and leave the other people, who are eventually Elizabeth's relatives. He is going to tend to modernize the monarchy again, as Elizabeth and Philip both modernize the monarchy dramatically. But Charles apparently wants to do the same kind of thing. Um, and finally, we will see how active he has to behave on the sort of issues which concern him, which would be very interesting because clearly he does have strong opinions. Um, clearly there are limits to how far a monarch can say anything that isn't approved by sure. his government. That, that's the thing. It's a very interesting role. You need to walk that line. And, um, you know, I mean, in, in many ways, it's a largely ceremonial role. I mean, it's part of the government. But like you say, uh, being overly involved would not be well received by anybody, I don't think. I don't think so. And the other thing is that Elizabeth embodied a, a kind of a memory of Britain. Most of the, of the people who live in Britain were not alive when she became queen. She added links to 1940, which in the eyes of the people is a very, very important moment in their history. Um, she provided links to a Brit that passed away long ago. And because she was the most famous person in the world, she had a great deal of status and prestige. Going to inherit that. Going to inherit goodwill toward Elizabeth, in turn, provide some support for the monarchy. But beyond that, he's going to be acting on his own. Dr. Ferris, you're, you're breaking up a little bit there, but I do appreciate you joining oh, us. No, that's quite all right. Thank you for your time. We got, we got, we got, we got, uh, what are you saying? Excellent.